Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Guys. Are you good with babies? Are you not good with babies? Do you believe that myth? Either you have it or you don't. Kids love you or they hate you. We'll find out next on Station 19. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Guys, welcome back to Station 19 After Buzz After Show. I'm one of your hosts, Linda Antwi, and to my right, I was going to say, as I turn to my left, (laughs) is the lovely Sahai. Hello. Good to see you again. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Thank God it's Thursday. T-G-I-T. Yes. 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 Guys, this episode was so good. I was all the way in. I loved everything about it. And... Stay tuned for some crazy news and gossip. Who's staying? Who's going? Maybe. And always our fun fire facts. So hi. Overall thoughts of this episode. Favorite episode of the season. Yeah. It had so much going on. It did. Like I, one minute there's a fire. There's a woman having a seizure. There's the Dean family dinner, which I've been waiting for. So yeah. this was great. Yeah. It was great to finally meet Dean's family and that dynamic. I love them. I love the mama. Love the sister. Did you? Even love the daddy. I loved all of them for different reasons. We're going to talk about that. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our live chat. Thank you guys all for waiting. And uh, shout out to you guys. So let's just jump right in. I want to talk about Ben and Dean and their relationship. Because I remember last week you mentioned how they didn't really interact a lot. You didn't see their bond. But you're starting to see it a lot more now. Yeah. And so they're working out. They're kind of trying to work out not only their physical bodies, but the issues that they're both having. Right. Uh, Especially Ben wanting to go to medic one. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that whole situation? First, let's focus back on Dean doing his sit-ups. Let's just take a moment silence for that because that was beautiful like I was like he's huge and doing all those sit-ups thank you those, that's exactly how I felt it was just magical just magical now back to the show um, Dean and Ben together I just always love seeing them bond mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they were helping each other out mm-hmm. um, and then seeing Sullivan just pop in just like it kind of broke up what what was going on the bro bromance that they temporarily had and then bam Which Sullivan I thought comes was, in I thought it was interesting because I thought they bonded with him last week yeah. I thought that pretense was gone and they felt more comfortable with him and i understand that ben was hiding a secret right but at the same time you just spent like a whole day bonding with your boss and now you're back at work and it seemed a little awkward again i think at the end of the day it takes time it's plus it's still the boss you know how it is like you can hang out once or twice like you know when you hang out with your boss at the christmas uh party and then by Monday again, you're like, okay, back to work. Yeah, but Sullivan has really been consistent, which, again, I'll say I'm so happy about. He really took that direction, and he's being more himself. He's, like, trying to be, you know, part of the bromance, <laughs> but still being their boss. Right. So I think that that was, that was kind of perfect. Um, Ripley and Sullivan. So we saw while they were working out that Ripley was at the station. He walks by, 
And Sullivan kind of flatlined, like he was still really, really upset. And we see that they have not attempted to even try to repair the relationship. What were your thoughts on that? You know, uh, Ripley being there again, it's like, okay, how many times are you going to have to pop in? It's like, I'm seeing him and then I know that he's going to be there. I'm like, what is he there for? Is he there for work? Is he there for for, uh, Vic to see what she's doing? Like, does he happen to find himself at Station 19 more often than usual just because he knows that Vic is around? So, um, but to know that he and Sullivan haven't repaired their friendship, it's still kind of sad. It is kind of sad. And you guys, you know, I say this almost every week. You know how Ryan is the only cop in Seattle? (laughs) I feel like we're going to see a lot of that with Ripley being at this specific firehouse, even though he's in charge of all the firehouses. And I think we're going to see a lot of Pruitt. Because Pruitt keeps having reasons to come back. I know. And we can talk about that as we move on as well. Love him. Uh, Travis and Vic. Mm -hmm. So the besties are... Talking about the relationship. Yeah. And basically, she's trying to figure out, like, did she cross the line by telling him? But that's her person. And we all know with Shondaland, you have to have your person. Of course. You're not going to survive if you don't have your person. Not at all. Um, So do you think that she crossed the line by telling him? I think she did because... Really? Because in the sense that she hasn't even solidified things with Ripley. So the fact that she's telling other people when she doesn't even really know she's not clear herself what the relationship is. You shouldn't be telling other people about a relationship that you haven't even defined yourself. Oh my gosh, the high, I totally don't agree with you. And here's why. I don't agree with you because we already know that she has relationship issues. We also know that she is uh, immature. Yes. And so I feel like she's the type of person that needs to work through and get a rational person who's actually been in an adult relationship's opinion. And I think that she gets that through with Travis. I understand, but I would have loved... I, I know it's a television show, but being that this is also her workplace... If she had told a friend that's not a part of her, that's not her co-worker, it would have been better because that's what Ripley did. He told his sister she doesn't work there. So, And again, yes, he is more mature. He's more experienced. That's why he had the follow through to think, okay, let me not tell anyone I work with. Let me tell someone who does not know these people and does not have to see them every day. We don't know her backstory, but we, and and I hope that we do get to learn it, okay. but from my understanding so far, she doesn't have any, her family is Station 19. Mom, like, I'm gonna need you to find another friend, girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to drop the bestie, Travis. Just so you know, <laughs> no, Travis so can hi. be there, but he shouldn't have known this because, I, as you see, what happened, Travis spilled the beans. And I thought it was funny that Travis thought he was good with babies. Like he's like, babies love me. <laughs> babies do not love you travis what do you what do you mean that baby cried every time travis was around it do you remember that baby was so adorable though i love that baby the baby was super adorable but she bonded with ripley she even bonded with maya um who was reluctant to bond with her did you see the way all the some most of the ladies acted around that baby they were scared like they did not want to hold that baby at all which i thought was interesting i thought it was interesting that all the women in the house were like anti-baby remember and i said last week that they have like commitment issues so i think this extends to even children i think anything that locks them down and doesn't give them the excitement of the lifestyle that they currently have with their jobs they want no parts of and and i can understand that and i also wonder too if because they work so hard being women firefighters if that's part of the fear of not just commitment but 
being tied down to one thing besides your job. I think it's also like sometimes, um, even though we know it, you have to be strong to birth a child, but people think that being a, a mother makes you weak and less of a person sometimes. And they want, they don't want anything to affect the way they're perceived at their jobs. Uh, fantastic family. I agree with you. I, she says that, uh, Vic doesn't really have any friends outside of her job. I concur. <laughs> she I don't need concur. to find one. Somebody. <laughs> Look, she got in trouble with her man. Now she ain't got nobody. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. He was the adult and said, Hey, you know what? Let me walk away before I say something. I don't mean. He was, yes. yes. He was very angry, angry. Rip Ripley was ripping one into Vic. I just, I put that together during the show. I, I got get, that. That was got really, that? really good. Thanks. I mean, it wasn't really good, but it was all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all night, guys. She is here all night. And speaking of all night, let's talk about our fabulous network, shall yes. we? Yes. Before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we do need your help. So if you're on YouTube right now, like those folks in our live chat, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to me and to everyone here. And we truly appreciate your support and helping us do what we love don't forget to tell your friends and family and please keep enjoying our shows absolutely and guys we are also on spotify don't forget that so you can stream us in your car take us with you on the journey and speaking of our commenters you want to give a shout out to our Let's folks from last week we had angela colds crystal sims gemini three of course gemini miss <laughs> brooke davis ARW426 and Sam Piboon in our comments last week. Thank you so much for watching and hope you're watching again this week. Yes, it's awesome. Okay, can we talk about the incident? Which one? There were so many. Well, I always call it the main incident. So the main incident is the RV crash. Okay. Um, that happened at the station house where we meet Ellie and her mom who's having this crazy seizure. And the interaction that Ellie has with Andy. You know, here we go for another week that we see Andy interacting with another young girl. And I, I like seeing her interact with young women. Like she's here. She is just like with the young lady last week. She's kind of acting as a big sister, as a mentor for someone who, who is in a situation where they need like a, another strong leader. Mm. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed seeing about this relationship with Ellie. Ellie was so cute. I did not expect to see her pop out of that car. I did not think yeah. a, teen, a young girl was driving that car. And the, those seizures her mother was having, crazy. Yeah, punching people, all of that. <laughs> yeah. So I saw it a little bit different. So what was glaring to me because I thought that it paralleled was that it showed me that Andy's an avoider. So anytime Ellie was trying to open up with her, she walked away, changed the topic, made it about her. She avoids the personal interaction. And I think that she has a issue expressing her feelings, which uh, Ellie had in the beginning where she was mm. like, I don't want to talk about this. And I think I'm a jinx and all of these things. And I thought, oh, these two are living parallel lives right now. They both don't really know how to open up. And it wasn't until 
uh, she passed out from the diabetic uh, low blood sugar Mm -hmm. that when they came back together that they actually started opening up to each other. Mm. And I thought that was really, really interesting. She was really good at calming Ellie down. And and the fact that she read her that letter, I thought that was the sweetest thing. Like, just the fact that she use something from her childhood to bond with this young woman was, I thought that was great. And again, I think that that was something that paralleled with the issues that they both were having. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about that letter was that she said some of the things that she was uh, afraid of. Right. And was talking to her future self planes. Okay. Um, But being alone, which is something that we see her struggling with Mm -hmm. uh, constantly season one, season two, uh, letting people down, and we saw that a lot in season one, where she was really trying to be in charge of the station. Right, losing her best friend, which is like foreshadowing what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ryan saying hi, where she finally realizes this episode that Ryan might be her person, but it might be too late. Ryan done moved on, and he's out here in these streets. Uh, listen, <laughs> he, he told her, and listen. I knew it. We talked about this. Ryan did not mean anything that he was saying for the past two episodes where he could be casual with her and they could see other people. He was not trying to do that. So as soon as Andy was like, whatever, and ignored him last week in the comfy blanket, y'all remember the comfy blanket? (laughs) He was like, oh, no, I'm not about to be that. I'm about to find someone that actually wants to be with him. Very quickly. Yes. Yes, Yes, Steve, our producer is on it. He is. Ryan moved on so quick. It kind of hurt my feelings. I would have been hurt. Had you been out out there at that club and seen your Ryan, your comfy blanket with this cute girl on a date? No, he did No, Andy deserves it. Andy, the way she's treated him in the last few episodes, she absolutely deserved to find out exactly how she found out. Because just because she came into her enlightenment moment yeah. was too late. You should have been treating him like that from what? Childhood. From, right from when where you wrote that letter. Andy says... Uh, or Andy says to future Andy, hey, Ryan says hi. That was so sweet. Okay. I love that part. Andy, get it together. I know. I felt bad for her. I didn't. I don't feel bad for her because I think that she has to work on a lot of her interpersonal skills. She does. She does. She has some growth. But she's slowly getting there, hopefully. Is she? We see everyone else working on their personal growth. Do you really feel Andy's working on her personal growth? I think she she's slowly coming to some revelations. It's just like you said, it's going to happen a little, a little too late. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna slap her in her face. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, uh, let's talk about the relationship with Andy and Maya mm. and uh, how Maya was <laughs> being so passive aggressive, where she's trying to tell her about casual sex and friends and it not meaning anything, right? Between Ryan and her, but really she was talking about her and Jack. She said booty among friends can be just that. Booty among friends. That was hilarious. I was like, oh, is that what we're doing now, Maya? Right. (laughs) Right. Maya, you don't even believe it. Right. When it came out of your mouth, you didn't believe it. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I I always consider Maya such like a strong, straightforward Mm -hmm. character. And Mm -hmm. to see her like just figuring this thing out with, you know, Jack, it was just really... uh, interesting to see her flustered in that way and I like seeing her feathers ruffled. Yeah, me too. And what I really like too, and let's move on with Ma- to Maya and Jack, uh, I love that he's opening it up to her. I think that her taking him to therapy and then finally opening up to her last episode, I think it really bonded them because when he was, ha- he was being attacked, which we'll get to the dinner, 
by Dean's family, who was the first person he called was Maya. I know. And said, hey, you know what? What if I don't want this to just be a one-time thing? What if I want us to be a thing? Is basically what he was saying. Yeah. You know, the one thing I will say about Shonda shows is that one-night stands never end up really being one-night stands. Like, you guys are are putting out a false narrative. Like, sometimes one-night stands are just that, one night. But in these shows, like, it happens, and then they end up in a relationship. That's not real life, people. I need it to be real. (laughs) Okay, so here, I guess it depends on what your definition of a one-night stand is because they're all, they're family and they're all intertwined. So I find on Shonda's shows that eventually you're going to end up with one of these people because you're with them all the time. Right. So they, they are your friends, they are your family, and they're the crop that you get to choose from. And it's no different on Station 19 than it is on Grey's, than it has been on... um, other show uh scandal scandal Mm -hmm. you have your crop that's where you're picking from i guess and i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i like some of the the relationships that have developed on our shows like like maya said sometimes booty is just booty yeah but it's not just booty when it's with your friends that you are very very close that's that's what i'm saying like it would be cool just for them to show like some the opposite where like okay it happened this one time no more and then they move on to either somebody else not that person they had the one night stand, but maybe somebody else within the circle. You see what I, I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. They kind of did that with JJ. JJ and Dean. Yeah, no, JJ and Dean ended up yeah, being a but full not, fledged relationship. Yeah, but not for long. Actually, I've, they were together a while. Mm, they weren't together the whole season. Okay. They were not together that long. She did not last but that long. But still, it was not one night, you see? True, but she also didn't stick around, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Uh, let's talk about Pruitt and what Pruitt is kind of going through. Mm-hmm. So he's in this endless move, and he comes to the station to drop off stuff for Andy that's from the house, from her past. We see that. But we also see that he ends up being uh, the baby caretaker. Which was so cute. Yeah. I liked seeing him in that that role. You know, I, I wonder if it made him remember what it was like to be a dad to mm-hmm. Andy. But Pruitt is going through so many changes. He that he's, you know, the job is, he doesn't no longer has his job that he's had in love for so many years. He no longer has his home, which he's had in love for so many years. And even, you know, his daughter moved out months ago. And so there's so many adjustments for him. And I, I just want, and then he had this medical scare. So I just wonder if he, how he He's going to handle. He seems to be handling everything well right now, but I wonder if, it, like later on, it's going to affect him. I have some thoughts about that, but so I'll save I. it for predictions. <laughs> um, I do think change is good, though. I'll say that, and I think that he is handling it well for sure. And uh, I don't think we've seen the last of him for the station. No. He's he's going to be a hanger outer. <laughs> uh, Andy and Ellie, we talked about. So let's just move on to this dinner. So dinner with Dean and Jack, Dean's parents, Dean's sister. So we had Yemi, uh, Afia, and Bill. Mm-hmm. So you were most excited about the dinner, so I'm going to let you start. This dinner gave me a lot. Um, my When mom was like, oh, you got my favorite cheese, dad was like, listen, this wine is special. It, sh- it cheers. Yes, that's I was toasting to this dinner. Thank you very much. It was 
interesting to see Dean with this in this family dynamic. Um, I love the fact. I thought when we first heard that the family was going to be Nigerian, I thought both parents were going to be Nigerian, and it, find out we come to find out that he's Nigerian American. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic to show um, culturally, like about his background, um, and just to see a family that's very accomplished. Like I love seeing that, um, and to see that Dean is the one that that's kind of like the black sheep and chose a different path. He didn't choose a traditional, a traditional profession. And that's actually upsetting to him, even though he has a job, it's not like he's like a loser and unemployed and like sleeping on the couch. He's like a hardworking guy. So it's interesting what parents seem to pick on to find, to make them unhappy about their child. Who's still a good person. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to speak from the African Mm -hmm. side of things because that is every African family. If you are not a lawyer or a doctor or in the family business, like Dean's mom said, you have so many options. Then they feel like you are not doing anything with your life. Right. Now, here's the tricky thing. They don't want you to date While you're in high school, they don't want you to date while you're in university, college, because they want you to focus on your education. Because, again, you're going to be a lawyer, doctor, engineer, or in the family business. Mm -hmm. So you don't do all those things, but then you're like 25 (laughs) or 30, and you have no kids and no spouse, and they're looking at you side-eye like, what happened? Now you're a failure. Because, yeah, you were working on your career, but now... You need to, like, hurry it up and pop some babies out because they want grandkids and that whole thing. And traditional African parents have a hard time seeing careers that are not the careers that are the traditional careers. I think until you're successful. Until you're successful and they see that you can make it on your own. Because I know also, too, it all comes from a place of love. They worry and they want you to be successful and as successful as they have because they've done all of these um, things, things for you. And, and, yeah, and they were immigrants. Most yeah. Of the time. So they want, to, they want to pass them on. So I totally get that. So I thought the dynamic here was really good because it was, it was dead on. Like the mom came across like a total B, but she wasn't really being that way. She was just really concerned about her son. Right. And you finally figured that out once she kind of explained, hey, you know, I just came here and did this business and worked hard and la la la, that whole thing. So yeah, I think it's going to be good to see this whole interaction. I think it's also interesting to see, it, it spoke to how times have simply changed. Yes, mom and dad did the same steps that they're asking Dean and his sister to do. Go to school, find a good job, meet someone. But back when they were dating, yeah, I think, you know, the, in terms of what uh, people thought about relationships, the, being monogamous was more uh, welcome. People were more more open to that. Whereas now people are like, no, I don't have to settle down right now. I can have everything. I can have my career I, and work as long as I want to. I can settle down later. And especially a lot of guys, they're not willing to settle down. They're like, why have one wife when I could have two side chicks? But I think that Dean would settle down. I just think he hasn't had the one yet or met the one yet. I am waiting for Dean to yes. be ready. So when you're ready, Dean, I'm here for you. <laughs> we will do crunches together. So, so funny. <laughs> uh, I did. We have in the live chat a uh, fantastic family adventure. She felt like Dean's mom was really rude. I hope I explained that a little bit. I don't think she was trying to be rude. However, she was a little dismissive of Jack, and that I didn't appreciate because yeah. I don't think that you should uh, judge someone else's child 
um, and make them feel less than. Right? Especially so, the person who invited you to to their home. Right. She wouldn't have even been there had he not initiated it. And right again. Yeah, and so. he is the honorary member of the family now. So now, yes. treat him as such. <laughs> it all Okay. Out. Treat him as such. So this, um, this, uh, conversation that Dean had with his mom about how, you know, the, the terms of their agreement, what do you think of that? It's absolutely, absolutely believable. <laughs> now, I normally don't give out personal information, but I will say this. I've had a very similar conversation with my mom this week. Wow. So this touched very, very close to her because, again, my my family's African and very traditional, and they do do that. They negotiate with you. And when they negotiate with you, the thing that you're lacking is the thing that they're going to negotiate with. So <laughs> Dean is lacking a wife. So guess what, Dean? You're going on some dates. Wow. Which is the same same type of thing. Like, my mom's like, mm, I'm praying for you, Linda. <laughs> so here's what you need to do. And she had a list of things. And in return, you're going to... So funny, because it's so true. So wait, your mom's going to look for guys for you? My mom is going to do some things that I will share with you later, but it's a very similar situation, you you folks out there. I always say that it's hard out here. So any help we can get as single ladies... Plus, I mean, it. who knows you the best? Your parents, exactly. right? So, exactly. I mean, it's going to be her son-in-law, so might as well do the picket. Listen, it's her son-in-law, <laughs> it's her child, her grandchild, her house, her, her. Yeah, I love okay. it. I Got love it. it. Get love it, mom. It. You take control. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, so overall, I think that we got a lot of backstory um, and a lot of like human interaction Definitely. with with all of the characters. Did we want to say anything else about Sullivan? Because what I liked about Sullivan is when Ben, like he knew Ben. And that's why I said they bonded. He knew something was up with Ben when Ben was like fixing his back. Yeah. He's like, okay, what is going on with you? I I was surprised that he was that intuitive, but I guess they have been spending more time together. And I guess Ben was, especially after being punched in the gut, you know, acting a little weird. But the fact that Sullivan was so supportive, I think, you know, after seeing the way he interacted with Ellie's mom really impressed him. So to hear him say, I support you. And I think it was also the way Ben explained how how having Tuck, Miranda's son, coming to his life changed the family dynamic and yeah. actually helped him grow. Yeah. I think that really helped Sullivan's impression of Ben a lot. Yeah, I think that he was dropping subtle hints and Sullivan was picking him up, mm-hmm. picking him up. Uh, so let's move on to our special segment. Let's get into some news and gossip. After TV News. Okay, you guys... Some weeks, there's just a lot of news and gossip, and this happens to be one of those weeks. So the first picture I wanted to pull up was Jack, Sexy Jack, um, reporting for duty at Station 19. And I just think that this photo of him is literally fire. So handsome. So handsome, right? Just like on point. And it says a lot about his character, too. And guys, if you're listening to us, he's doing, like, that sexy GQ pose. Smoldering eyes. Yes. Uh, and then the next photo, because, you know, we know we they film in Seattle, Pacific Northwest. Um, and so they're all Mariners fans now. And because it's opening day today, I thought this would be a great photo. Seeing them at a game together is really cool. 
I didn't know baseball season had started. Starts today. Okay. Woo. Good to know. And uh, last week we know that uh, Maya's character took over uh, the Instagram Station 19. And she was doing the most. And here she was on Thai food. And she's like... And Thai at 10 a.m., it's definitely a thing. <laughs> and I would totally do that. Would you? Would you have Thai food in the morning? No. Mm-mm, no? Mm-mm. I would. Only if it was some type of noodly soup situation. Mm, I don't mind that. I would totally do Thai food. Uh, and then the next in the Instagram photo, which a really good fun fact, uh, they're given the opportunity to customize their axes because it's one of the only pieces of gear uh, equipment real life firefighters are allowed to personalize. So the circles around her axe represent the five Olympic rings, and the flag on her blade is the thin red line of courage. I thought that was cute. Right? And mm-hmm. plus, her character is a professional athlete. Correct. All right. Um, next over, remember the scene last week, the steamy shower scene? Hot and heavy. Uh, she tweeted about it and said, keeping a straight face while shooting a shower scene with at Gray Damon was harder than any crime scene I've ever had to film. And I believe it. But you know what? These two have crazy good chemistry. I mean, they look great together. Don't they? They look good together. And I love how they're communicating. Another one was just a fun one of them. Uh, together goofing off on set and they're in that subway just like snuggling together that was fun too right mm-hmm. uh next up we have our fit well your favorite so maybe you want to talk about him you know i see our guy dean here on set mm-hmm. i when i first saw this i was wondering if he was getting an opportunity to direct because i saw the slate but it looks like he's just hanging out on set with the crew behind him which yeah. is great and then the next one, I had to put it in because it was in the same little slide on Instagram. Love it. Okay, but look who's in the photo. I see. Right? So they just posted it this week. So I am convinced that Grant is coming back. We'll I'm see. Convinced. I still want Why Travis Why would to... they still include a character that was no longer there? No, I just want Travis to, to date around. And... No, I want Travis and Grant together. <laughs> we can debate. And then next up, we have uh, Ryan and Dean. I like this friendship. Right? But do we see them interacting a lot? No, we don't. But that's why I like this shot. It's like, okay, maybe we'll see them interact soon. Yeah, maybe it's foreshadowing something to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and <gasps> they can both go on dates together. Oh, R- Jenna, the date yes. of Ryan, might have a friend for Dean. This is what I'm saying. Perfect. Or, or... The mom, we're totally jumping into some predictions here. The mom, because the mom has to, is setting him up. Yeah. Maybe the person that she sets him up with is a friend of Jenna's. And that's how they... I love it. See? Connections. Perfect. Uh, and then we see here that on uh, Maya's Instagram, you see Maya and Vic outside of work. They look beautiful. And they're at the spare room, which yeah. is a fun place here in LA. It's a really fun place. I wish I was there that day. <laughs> right? Taking the photo. Uh, and then next up, we have a throwback of uh, Maya and Jack. And it says, throwback to me and Gray Damon before we agreed to get on board the crazy train. Cute. This week's news, Station 19 is going to take you for a ride. Very cute. So, yeah. They really do look good together. Mm-hmm. I hope it works out. Um, I put up some fan art I found. I think it's fantastic. I love when fans love shows and they show their creative artistic selves. 
So I thought that this was a great one of the dynamic trio. And next up, I'm going to let you break this news. Breaking news! (laughs) So we're going to see a little bit more of Dean's sister. She will be a reoccurring character on the show. Um, She was referred to as Yemi. So I'm excited to see her. Her name is Burgundy Baker. And it says that she's set for a reoccurring role. And she's quick-witted and really funny. And she suffers absolutely no fools. So I can't wait to see more of her and how she interacts with Dean and how she causes, you know, a little bit of ruckus at yeah. Station 19. Yeah. <gasps> I wonder who she'll date. Dun, dun, dun. And then Janae, she posted, I love this Instagram. That was cute. Uh, Happy Monday under the rainbow. Because all things are beautiful. Her legs are amazing. Right? And then I think that you should do this next one. Yeah, so here's a shot of Jaina on set um, shouting out one of their PAs who I actually know, Cameron, who celebrated a birthday this week. So it's great to see him now working on Station 19 and that that he gets along so well with the cast and crew that they're putting him on their IG, which is a big deal. You have to be really good at your job. So shout out to Cameron. And and which which is what she says. She says he's one of the hardest working PAs future director in the business. Look at that. Go ahead and call it out, Janae. I love it. Uh, Jason posted this, and I thought that this was something to really support. So it's called Red Flag Laws, and it says Red Flag Laws Save Lives, and it's about gun control. Okay. So it has... uh, I'll just read what he said, and then I'll tell you what I'm saying. So by creating a way for family members and law enforcement to before warning signs escalate into tragedies. And this is so appropriate. So it's all about ending gun violence and protecting against gun violence. And there are a couple of organizations that he has uh, included in this that if you want to reach out to, you I highly encourage every town and moms on demand. And if you want to, you can text red flags to 64433 to be connected to them. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, we have Vic up. First of all, can I just say how beautiful she looks in this? I mean, we I didn't recognize her because her hair was straight. Right? She looks like a totally different person. Completely gorgeous. Um, and we were debating this, you and I, back and forth. I'm going to read the caption. It says, because boy, it's cool if you got blue, we got pink. So I thought, because she said hashtag Janelle Monet and she referenced that song Pink, where Janelle kind of came out and said that she was bi. So I was like, maybe is that the same thing Vic is saying here? But I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Maybe y'all know. Let us know in the comments. Right. And then I had to put Boris, you know, the luxury Ugh. shots, I like to call it. <laughs> uh, back to work tonight, Station 19 on ABC. And he looks like... The caption says, fire. Look at him. Uh, gorgeous. Tall, handsome, in his uniform. I mean, you can't go wrong with that Even those all. shots tonight with him holding the baby, I just melted. <laughs> Beautiful. I loved it. Uh, and then we have the finished product with uh, our two leads. And they have just like the suit. And they're calling it sexy suit all over. <laughs> and notice in the background who that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Ryan. Because he's everywhere. And then last but not least, 
So after it looks like after they were dirtied with the soot, then we see Jaina who says in a Twitter post, who says firefighters can't be fresh and fabulous? Hashtag Station 19. So she's in her robe with the axes behind her and the fire hats. So it's she had to get cleaned up after a long day of work. Right. Absolutely. Guys, Firefax up next. So I love Firefax. Yeah. So, first fire fact. As many as 90% of wildfires uh, in the United States are caused by people, according to the U.S. Department of Interior. Some human-caused fires result from campfires left unattended. Uh, the burning of debris, down power, power lines, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that right. caused the major fire here in L.A. Uh, Ned... Discarded, I'm going to skip that part. Discarded cigarettes and intentional acts of arson. The remaining 10%, what do you think it is? You will never guess. I don't know. Acts of nature like lightning and lava. Okay. So, uh, according to this, 4.5 million U.S. homes were identified as high extreme risk of fire, uh, wildfire. And more than 2 million of those homes are in California alone. Wow. And losses from wildfire, wildfires have added up to $5.1 billion over the last 10 years. Mm. So wildfires are sometimes called wildland fires. And they originate from, like, drop matches, cigarettes, embers, campfires, that type of thing. And... Did you know that firefighters usually name fires? I did not. That's where they get the names from. And they get the names from meadows or creeks or cities or the type of plants they see. Interesting. Yes. And then last fun fire fact of the evening, humidity dampens fuel, slowing the, uh, the spread of flames. So humidity is a great thing at night because it slows the fires down and it allows the firefighters to catch up to fires. So I thought that that was interesting as well. Very interesting. Let's move on to some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, you're up. Okay, first, I think Dean's mom is sick. I think this is why she's so adamant about her children doing well because I feel like there's something going on with her where she may potentially be fatally ill that she's trying to set her children up for success after she's gone unfortunately hope it's not true but this is my prediction number two um i think reggie the realtor and pruitt are going to be a thing yeah i think she's going to bring happiness into his life she's going to fill the void that the loss of everything else and all the changes she's going to be there for him yeah um and then maya's going to tell andy what's going on between her and jack and it's going to be a big deal we'll see uh, yeah, so I agree with all of those things. I, I think you're dead on about uh, Dean's mom. And I think that that's one of the reasons that his sister is moving out, per se, because she might not be able to deal with it. And I think that that's some of the things that uh, are going to come out. I do think that Ryan and Jen are going to be a thing for some time. And it's going to come at the same time that uh, Maya decides to tell Andy <sighs> So Andy's going to feel all alone. Andy's going to be all alone. Mm. But I think it's going to force her to deal with her interpersonal skills and how she's treated her friends and how she makes things all about her. And last but not least, I think that Vic and um, 
Ripley are going to make it through, but I think it's going to be an issue for everyone in the firehouse. I think they're not going to be able to hang because he is their boss. But you know what? Andy's not going to be alone. She's got Sullivan. I think that's going to happen now. But you know what? I had this vibe between the uh, CPS and him. When she came and picked up the baby, she was so pretty. Yes, Yes. I I totally felt a connection. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to continue the conversation, make sure that you comment on our YouTube. And you can reach me on social media at LindaIsSoGirly. And you can find me at SayHiSahai on Instagram or Twitter. Perfect. Till next week, guys. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.